Yeah. Yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this. Huh. I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleeper but a drink. Faith without works is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work, don't eat. Blackers don't get fed. Huh, yeah. Jesus said he who puts his hands to the plow looks back the same ain't fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the trenches five minutes and you're about ready to quit. I ain't mad at you. I'm just hitting you with the real. <laughs> if you doubt for me, I was still tripping. Now, how you think that make you feel? Check this out. Deep game. This here's deep, huh? Some of y'all ain't sawing nothing but your study trying to reach, huh? But after him who was able to possess your father by his glory. Struggles might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now, the point is that was prophesied way back in the day. Quiet, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. Are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi. Hi. 
<laughs> I am pleased to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us today. You know, I mean, you have a, a story, a testament, and I see you've been through this journey I call life. Um, so I know yeah. you've got a lot yeah. to lot to talk about, a lot to tell our listeners about, and hopefully I do. listening to you, hopefully listening to you, you know, they won't run into no more than brick walls out there. Yeah, yeah, because life can kick you in the teeth, but uh, you got to be willing to wipe your mouth off and keep on moving, you know. Right. That is, that is so, so very true. And there's so many people in the world, you'd be surprised, but even even they would be surprised. They don't even know how to get out of their own way, let alone mine yeah. or yours. They don't even know how to get out of their own way. Well, once you learn how to overcome, you know, trials and tribulations in your life, um, I like to say life is pretty simple, okay, because it can be simple if you learn to make better choices, you know. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to go through some stuff. That's inevitable, and that is a fact of life. But the human condition um, tends to fall and, you know, sometimes stay down, you know. But you have to remember that every day that you wake up, you're giving an opportunity to make better choices, do better, um, be a better person. So forget about what happened yesterday. I'm not saying totally forget because that's how we learn from things that happen to us. But what I'm saying is is keep moving forward, you know, and, and that's something we have to do. And I heard you say something about quicksand. Well, when we get in quicksand and we get stuck, it's really up to us to get out of that. Yeah, you can take medication. Yeah, you can see a therapist. But ultimately, um, it's like even a drug addiction. You have to first acknowledge that there's a problem and um, then move forward, you know. Well, you said a mouthful right there, but how many, how long, let me see, how many and how long does it take a person suffering some, from some type of addiction to admit they actually have a problem? Well, um, I think it depends on the individual, and I'm not a psychiatrist or a doctor, but what I do know, because my brother suffered from heroin addiction, um, I do know that they tend to be stuck as well, you know. Um, it, you could be stuck mentally, you could be stuck physically, you could be t- stuck spiritually, um, or you can be stuck with an addiction. So what people think, um, and it's a misconception, that let's say you're an alcoholic. Um, they say that you will always be an alcoholic, okay? Now, I like to think of things factually, you know. Will you be always an alcoholic? No. Um, The reason why I say that, and this is going to be shocking to your listeners if they have an um, alcohol addiction or any addiction, um, there's things you can do to get that alcohol, so to speak, out of your liver because your liver is affected by that alcohol. So they say you're always an alcoholic. Yes, because the minute you take a drink, 
your brain and your liver know that this is what it wants. This is what it craves. This is what it has to have. But if you clean your liver out, that thought is forgotten, okay? Um, If you work out, I'm going to give you an example. If you work out, um, your muscles are going to build, right? Everybody knows that. You go to the gym, you start looking fit, your muscles get built up. Okay, let's say you're not able to do that for a few years or a few months, however long. You stop doing it. Well, then the muscles tend to sag a little, okay? But the minute that you start to exercise again, your muscles have memory, okay? Every organ and body part in the body has memory, okay? And if you take away that memory, the memory is no longer there. Okay, when I quit smoking, I used to smoke. Smoke since I was 10. Stop quitting, stop smoking around 30. So when I smoked, I smoked a lot, and one day I just quit. So I read this book on how to quit addictions, and I was like, hmm, this is interesting, because what it basically said was, and, and I read numerous books. Anthony Robbins was one of them on addictions. Um, but this particular book, um, it was about changing your habits, okay? Because when you smoke, you have certain habits. Your listeners know that if they smoke. When you, after you eat, you want a cigarette. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm digressing here, but I just wanted to talk about this as well because I know a right. lot of people maybe that are listening might have this problem. So, okay, you're smoking. And after you get done eating, you want a cigarette. Um, if you're talking on the phone, you want a cigarette. If you're driving in a car, you want a cigarette. So those are certain habits. I'm not a phenomena. Everyone who smokes has those certain habits. So what you do is you change the habit. What I did was instead of when I was talking on the phone, lighting a cigarette, I got a lollipop, and I sucked on a lollipop. After I got done eating, instead of lighting up a cigarette, I cleaned my kitchen immensely. <laughs> critically. <laughs> so, you know, I just changed the habit, you know. But people can do that as well as with alcohol. They could do it with drugs. But also with alcohol and drugs, you've got to, for some drugs, especially heroin, you've got to clean your liver out. Okay, with heroin, you, with alcohol, you've got to clean your liver out. With heroin, you have to clean your blood out. And there's certain herbs and stuff. I suggest going to an herbalist you know, that could help them with that because guess what? When I change those certain habits and I also, nicotine can also go through your bloodstream and that's another thing why you're addicted. I clean my blood out with vitamin C, okay? I took a lot of the vitamin C. I drank a lot of water to cleanse that nicotine out of my system. Do you know in a week, and I had tried many times, But in a week, I had no longer the desire to smoke. So, yeah, um, if you have an addiction, whether it's alcohol, drugs, smoking, go to an herbalist, go to a natural doctor, or wherever you got to go to to get this this thing that's controlling you out of your system, okay? So, yeah, um, whatever I've done in my life, whatever that is, whether it's quit smoking or um, overcome homelessness, which a lot of things, some of the things that happened to me. Um, First and foremost, um, I don't want to sound like a religious nut, but 
I called on God, you know, and he helped me and, and he saved me and literally, literally guided me to the places I needed to be because each time I was going through something, I came upon people who were able to help me and did help me. And I, I couldn't have done anything, and I, I believe this to, today still with all of my heart, that we cannot do anything without God's help, okay? And you might be thinking, your listeners might be thinking, how do you do that? What, you know, what does that mean? That means that you ask for God's forgiveness for whatever you've done, okay? Some people don't like to take blame for what they have done. Oh, I didn't do anything. Well, if you were there, you did something, you know, you had some part in it, you know, relationship that maybe didn't work out. You might think, oh, it was all her. Well, you know what? I'm sure, and I like to say this for myself as well, there was probably something that I did or you did. There has to be something. You were not blameless. So if you want to change your life, and you want to go in a different direction, I empower you, your listeners, to do that with God's help, okay? Because we're living in a society where anything goes. You know, you could be this way, you can be that way. It's okay, you know, you're a free spirit, you know, times are changing. It's not like it used to be. You're allowed to do this, you're allowed to do that. Well, how about putting some limits on yourself, you know? Um, I say this, what I'm about to say, and I want you to listen to really dig in deep and listen to what I'm about to say. We can all be child molesters. We can all be rapists. We can all be abusers. We can all be horrible people. It's who we are. We are innately evil, and Jesus was sent here to save us from our sins before we committed them. So think about that. When you walk out your door and you speak ugly about somebody or you want to hurt somebody or you're jealous of somebody, think about those things and change them because this would be in my opinion, and I'm sure there's lots of people who will agree, a wonderful, beautiful life. If we can all learn to get along, okay, stop judging people. It's not our place to judge people. It's God's place. It's in the Bible. Right. We are not to judge. Now, yeah, we want to judge people who have hurt us, but really, we shouldn't because that's not our place. Our place is to figure out what we have done wrong. We can't be in charge of other people's mistakes. We can't be. Well, China, do China, don't you agree that the the basic or the core issue with all this stuff is people accepting responsibility and admitting that they have some type of issue? I mean, because it seems like yeah, you know no. there's a lot of denial in the beginning that that stands in the way of some type of healing. Definitely. How do how and, do how and, do and they get past, how do they get past that part? And to me that's like the foundation okay. to everything we're talking about. Well I can tell you quite simply. 
look in the mirror and evaluate yourself. If you have to do it on a daily basis, do it. Okay, I know I do. Okay, I, I'll leave church and think, what a jerk. He just cut me off. I can't believe. And then I'll think to myself, wait a minute. I just redeemed myself. I just renewed myself in, in front of God. And I'm talking bad about this person cutting me off or, you know, um, speeding past me or being rude, whatever the case may be. Okay, evaluate yourself. When you evaluate yourself, you can find, it's called creative criticism, you know, do it to yourself. Your boss is going to do it to you. Your husband's going to do it to you. Your wife's going to do it to you. Guess what? Even your children might do it to you. It's called creative criticism. But why don't we do it to ourselves? China, I think we have a caller. China, I think we have a caller. Let me see who this is. Awesome. Yeah, good afternoon, 702, this is Keith Davis. 702, you're on. Go ahead. I'm how sorry. How you doing? This is Keith. Can you hear me? Mr. Davis, yes. How are you? Yeah. Yes, how you doing? I'm out in Las Vegas. Um, yeah, China, um, you, you know, one of the things that you just said was, was awesome is, you know, evaluate yourself, you know, in the mirror. Get up every morning and look in the mirror because that right there will, you'll have enough to talk about the rest of the day not to be able to uh, literally go out and criticize someone else. But there's one other thing that I believe in is if you see something going on, show, you know, show some accountability. It's not just the person with what they're doing, someone else showing that accountability of being able to step in uh, fearlessly and, 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 you know, talk to that person you know, or reach out to that person and not necessarily criticize that person, but go out and talk to that person, see where they are, ask some questions. And so that's my spin. But thank you for that about looking in the mirror, because if they did that in the morning, they wouldn't have time to criticize anybody else because there's a lot of junk that they're looking at in the morning that will take them all throughout the day. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes, that's yes right. that was awesome. You are so right. And, yeah, we need to help each other. You know, um, I'm in the entertainment uh, industry. I'm trying to get into it, let's say. And I'm a writer, and I want to do scripts and stuff. But I noticed that a lot of people, and um, I speak about this with other people as well, a lot of people don't like to help each each other. And They say they they do, China. They they say they do, yeah. and they say they will, but it's just conversation because in actuality they don't and they won't. Because I am yeah. in, I right. am I mean I am in the business that you speak of, and I hear that day in and day out. You know about people that yeah. reach out, help somebody, exactly. do this and do that, and it's and it's just conversation. And I try to figure out still right today, thirty forty years later. I mean, who are they doing it for? I mean, are they doing it for themselves right. to make them feel good right. about hearing themselves speak? Because they're definitely not doing it for me because, you know, I see through it before they get through the first sentence. So I'm wondering well, why do they even bother doing yeah. that? Yeah, well, um, I think it's it's like a conversational piece, you know. Um, and and what, I'm, what I'm about to say, I, I'm not being braggadocious, um, 
I have helped a lot of people in my life. You know why? Because, one, I'm a Christian, you know, and, and we're followers, followers of Christ, you know. Um, but um, also because I, this is how I want to live. I, I want to treat people the way I want to be treated, you know. Now, don't get me wrong. I will tell you off if you try to, you know, abuse me or, you know, um, treat me poorly. Yeah, I'll do that because I'm from Brooklyn and, you know, I was raised, you know, a rough way. And so um, when you get when you get raised like that and you kind of raise yourself, you, you learn not to take crap from people, so to speak. But I have helped a lot of people in my life. Somebody said to me, um, I, I don't have a job. Guess what? Fifteen minutes later, they'd have a job. Okay? Um, I've done it. Um, if someone told me, oh, you know, I'm struggling right now, you know, I would send them a gift card. I've done it, you know, for some groceries. You know, if all of us would learn how to do that, it, and it's not for anything. I, did, I didn't get anything from that. And it didn't really cost me hardly anything, you know. But if we can all learn to do that, could you imagine? Like I said, the world, people say, oh, the world is so bad. No, the world isn't bad. It's some of the people in it. Now, when I say that, don't get me wrong. There are so many good, it could really literally make me cry. There are so many good people in the world, more so than bad people. I know there's people out there, your listeners, that might not believe that, but I have experienced it firsthand. There are so many, and I'm talking all colors. That It doesn't just go for black people because I'm African-American. It doesn't just go for Indian people. It doesn't just go, you know, for Spanish people or Latino people, Italian people. It doesn't. I have met. I I can't even count on my hand. I can't even count out loud how many people I have met that were good people. So with that said, the few that aren't so good, how about your neighbor or your brother or your sister or your mama or your brother telling them that they're not so good and they need to change that? Because guess what? When I see my children not acting a certain type of way, I will let them know. Okay, and I'm going to tell you this well, also. You may come. You may come from a, a, a different era, because I know yeah. a lot of these new parents don't don't yeah, discipline their different. kids that way. They right. they are totally different to because if they were like we were, and I'm not dating yeah. myself, but. Uh, I came from an era when my mother could be on the other side of the room and she can cut her eyes at me, and I know I need to sit down and be quiet. Other than that, everything it. in that other other than that, everything in that room is finna fight. First thing she can get her hands on is coming toward me. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, and you're right. This is a different era, but these kids have these these new parents have to know. Number one, well, they, they, have to, they have to start. They have to start being parents. They have to start being parents, China, because most right, of these new right. parents want to be friends with their kids instead of parents exactly. to their kids. Yeah, and that that's a, a terrible road to go down. Okay, and uh, I, I have a philosophy. You know, my my son said to me one time, my youngest son, he said, "Oh, he goes, I feel depressed." I said, "Well, you better get over it." 
I said, you want, you know what? I said, let's go. I got him up and I took him down to a boy's home. And I talked to some of the boys there, okay? And, and some of the boys told him his, their stories, okay? Father molested him. Mother put a cigarette out in his eye. You know, all these things. And, and I, I said to the kids, you know, thanks. I'll see you guys later. And I left. You know, I didn't volunteer there, but I used to, like, give food and stuff. And when we walked out, I said, are you still depressed? No. I said, yeah, because guess what? You got it pretty good. Now, you might not have it as good as Johnny down the street or, or Kathy, you know, up the street. But you have it pretty good right now, Okay. You you got a you got three squares a day, you know. You got a roof over your head. You, your lights are never cut off. Cause I was a single mother, I had boyfriends, but I worked a lot to pay my bills and to pay for my kids. I didn't ask for any handouts, you know. So we've got to teach our children that, you know. What are you talking about? You're depressed. Okay, now there might be something hormonally wrong that they might be depressed. Okay, um, my oldest son had a problem where he was very acting out, and it was crazy. He was acting like a nut. So I took him to a, a nutritionist, and come to find out he was getting too many carbs in the course of a day. So there could be reasons why, you know, things are going on. But as a parent, you got to find these things out, you know. You just can't settle with what somebody's telling you. But anyway, um, yeah, the, these kids... Are, are different, definitely, you know. Totally. But I'll tell you this: if um, I'm sorry, what did you say? No, I said they totally, they totally different because yeah. they make you take yeah, pause totally. and try to figure out what are they thinking about until you re- realize that's the problem. They're not thinking because people have to. Their parents have to, whether it's just a mother or just a father or a mother and father. They have to make them accountable. They have to know where they went wrong. Now, I have a sister, and I don't want to say her name, but she had a son who, um, short story, he was, oh, he was so great in sports. He was wonderful. I mean, I thought he was going to go pro. He was so good. But he came into the classroom one day, just to give you an example, and he threw an apple at the teacher. Well, the teacher didn't know who threw it, and she asked everyone, who threw the apple? You know, the teacher demanded something of him and and the other kids as well, and he took it out on her and threw an apple at her, but she didn't see who it was. So everybody, you know, she called them in one by one, who threw the apple? Well, they finally gave him up, and they wanted to suspend him for a couple of days. Well, he would have missed a game. Well, my sister, instead of saying, you did wrong, you know, you shouldn't have done that, and you're going to get this suspension, she took him out of the school and put him in a new school. Well, his life went downhill after that, you know, because she never made him accountable. And she never told him when he was wrong. So he never thought he was wrong. And and long story short, that's what we have to do. You know, um, my youngest son, uh, he was something else. But I, you know, my all my children, I gave them the seed. I gave them seeds. You know, this is what you should do. You know, praise God. You know, ask God for help. You know, this is what you should do. I suggest this. 
I suggest that. You give them the seed. Now, that's not saying that they're going to turn out perfect right away. They might not turn out perfect till they're 40. But you put the seed there, and then the seed grows, you know. So it's something we have to do with parents, and parents should never forget that. It doesn't matter if you don't think they're listening or, you know, you get set up and telling them the same old thing. Well, that's the thing of being a parent. And I'm not saying I was the perfect parent. What I'm saying is those, that's something you definitely have to do. And there's no manual, you know. There's no manual how to raise kids. But you know right from wrong. You know if they're doing something, they should be told about it. You know, I, I know a woman, she, her son, he had such anger issues, you know. Um, and when he grew up, he still had those anger issues, and he got a girlfriend, and he was hitting her. And I said to her, I said, you've got to stop him. Well, what could I do? What could you do? You better do something before he hurts this girl. And well, she did, said well, she did, well, did, well, did her, well, did her husband do that to her? Did his boy see that happening to her? You know, you might be right about that. Probably, probably, because we, we are what we see, right, too. So, yeah, that's a possibility. But she eventually told him that if he ever hit her again, she was going to have, the mother said this, she was going to have him locked up. And he never did that again. And he got help. And, you know, he's doing great now. But what if she hadn't have stepped in? Maybe maybe his girlfriend would have got hurt. Maybe, you know, somebody else would have came along and and they would have got hurt. So now he has it under control, and it's been, you know, 15 years now. So, But as parents, we have to step in and, you know, say what's wrong, my opinion, you know, definitely. Oh, I totally agree with that 150%. Parents have to be parents and stop trying to yeah. trying to be friends, you know, because yeah. that's, that's, to me, the core of that whole issue, because eventually the kids Mistake. don't end up respecting Respecting the parents, you know, calling them by their right. first name instead of mother, father, I mom, know. dad. Uh, they call yeah. them by their first name. Uh, they want to laugh and party with them, get high with them, drink yeah. with them. Yeah. And then when there's a yeah. serious when there's a serious issue, you know, they they just talk to their parents any kind of way. Just no respect. It, it just doesn't work. Yeah. It just doesn't work. No, it doesn't. And you have to gain respect. And teach them respect because if they don't respect themselves, they can't respect you. They can't respect anybody. So you have to teach them how to respect themselves and respect you, and it's all about that, you know. You hear that all the time from kids. You hear that all the time from kids. You can't tell me nothing. You're not my mama. You're not my daddy. (laughs) Yeah. We wouldn't say that back in the day, right? Shoot, no. Because, first of all, Mm -hmm. I used to go to this junior high school and – and uh, if you messed up in school, you went to the PE, to the gym teacher. You got swats. I mean, yeah. uh, the gym teacher literally put hands on you with a paddle. Yeah. I, then you go. Exactly. Then, then you go home. Then you go home with a note, and you get it again. <laughs> you know, what uh-huh. I mean? you get it again. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever that was you did, whatever that was you did in school, you didn't do it no more. Might no be more. some different it, stuff. It, 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 might have been some different stuff, but it might not. It ain't gonna be that again. No, no, that's for sure. And I remember one time, um, and they took this out of the school. Um, I remember one time um, I got a letter sent home, and the letter um, stated, "Do you uh, 
uh, do you want your child to be subject to something like that, corporal punishment, yes or no? Well, I looked the word up. My mother had a, um, a Webster dictionary, and I looked the word up, corporal punishment. I was like, oh, wow, they talk <laughs> they talking about <laughs> Uh, does my mother agree with them? <laughs> Lethal injection <laughs> or, yeah. or hanging or something. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. So my mother put yes. I was like, why did you do that? She was like, because if, if you're not going to behave, you're going to get caught from We're going to fix you. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they took that out of the schools. God forbid if if you know these kids get hit today. Well, um, yeah, um, I remember my kids saying something. Oh, I'll call the cops on you. I said, well, guess what? You better pray the cops take you out when they leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we do. My brothers and I, you know, we tried that too, and. You know, my mom was like, I tell you what, I'll call them for you and have your clothes on the right? porch when they get here. <laughs> yeah. We didn't try that no more. No, no, definitely not. Because, you know, we knew better. Also, you know, talking about your business out in the street, oh, that was a no-no. But, yeah, people, to get back on point, you know, um, it's – I'm not judging anyone. I'm just saying that um, – the society has changed. This society has changed. And it's changed because people are becoming so nonchalant, you know, with things that they'll do and, you know, things that, you know, they allow their children to do. And, you know, I had a conversation with my 13-year-old daughter, 14-year-old, almost 14-year-old daughter today. Um, she said, I'm getting a laptop and I'm getting – I said, wait a minute, you you, you – uh, you asking or you telling, you know, it's like, which is it? Because if you're telling, um, that means you're not. And if you're asking, that means we can, you know, my husband and I, your dad and I can discuss it and, and we'll see what happens, you know, but don't tell us what you're doing. You know, that's a no, no, but so, um, and it's not mean, it's not, you know, um, I mean, really, the the internet is is a bad place for children. There's too there's too much going on on there. There's too much stuff they could be subjected to. And I'm not saying that they're not going to ever be you, you're going to shelter them and they're not going to ever be subjected to things. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is is that things that they don't need to be subjected to. You know, if you can help that, I say do it. You know. Um, Kids don't need to to know about, you know, sex and all this other stuff that's going on and pornography and, and everything that's just like normal behavior. No, it's not. It's not normal behavior for a 14-year-old boy to be watching pornography. It's not. So, you know, my daughter will be in the room on her phone and, you know, and I'll say, come in, you know, periodically. What are you doing? You know, I'll look at what she's you know, looking at and, and, you know, take her phone and, and go in her past history and see what's going on because children are children and they're going to get in stuff and they're going to be inquisitive. And, you know, so you don't want them, you know, dealing with that stuff before they really have to, you know. That's my opinion, so, and I think any so logical what, so person is, would agree. 
So what do you feel is the solution? Because I see the problem being uh, a lot bigger than the individual family. I see that problem uh, generating, originating, and coming from our political figures, society in general, because they seem like they're on a path now where they don't even want kids to be kids anymore. You know, where we used to play yeah. with little red wagons and, and, and mm-hmm. uh, tricycles in the street, they don't even want to do that. And I'm just reverberating on the point you made about, uh, you know, children growing up too fast. And I think they they are, you know, they're not being allowed uh, uh, to be kids. You know what I mean? And right. this whole this whole gender thing that they got going on in the world today, um, you know, yeah. I, I have a man, I have a whole lot of issues, and I don't want to get off point either because I had an argument, or should I say, a conversation with somebody about um, same-sex uh, adoptions. And, yeah, um, yeah. They 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 felt like well every kid needs love and they need to do that and all this and all that and I said well you know that's absolutely right but I said but wouldn't you agree to um, children are going to emulate what they see on a daily basis um, exactly they're going to see um, what their parents or their loved ones or the people that they're around all the time I say so yeah. what are you going to tell a little boy when he go to school and his teacher catch him following another little boy. But this is what he sees at home. You know what I'm saying? I say, right. oh, I don't under I don't understand our whole society and the times in which we're living in it because it seemed like they're creating generations ahead of us with more confusion. I know I might get in trouble yeah. with this, but <laughs> it seems like they're yeah. creating well, listen, more generations listen, of, of I, confusion. I am with you. I am you're speaking you are preaching to the choir because I am with you on this. Now, listen, um, it's not my place to judge. I explain that to you. I feel this way wholeheartedly. If you read the Bible, you know this. But um, my husband says, um, love the sin or hate the sin. But um, my, my philosophy is these children are, way, are learning way too much, okay? Um, how do you know you want to be... If you're a girl, how do you know you want to be a man? Okay, it's got to be something you've read, seen. Okay, let's say, let's say for argument's sake, it's something you felt. Okay, um, if you know the definition of transgenderism, um, it the definition means that it's a mental illness. Okay, I'm not the one that came up with that definition. It is, you know, um, narcissism. You know, it's a mental illness. I'm not the one that came up with that definition. Um, It's something that is factual. So um, this is what I believe. Now, I always like to simplify things and state facts, okay? If you have a child that, let's say, is experiencing, you know, um, hormonal issues like a girl wanting to be a boy or feels like, you know, she's a boy, okay, Let's look into that. Okay, why is that? All right, that's why I'm into natural health because I just don't want to put band aids on things and go from there. I like to figure out why. Okay, now here's a philosophy, and I can be wrong because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I think a lot of gay people, and like you said, you might get, I might get in trouble for this. Um, I was in a facility when where there was. 
I'd say 70% gay people. And I asked a lot of them individually, were you ever molested? And let's say one month I asked 10 people. Do you know at least eight of them told me yes, that they were molested by different people in their family, okay, or the neighbor or a cousin? They were molested. Now, the ones, this is what I also believe, the ones that didn't, that said no, they were never, maybe they were, okay, and they don't know it. Maybe they were babies, okay, then that's the issue for gays. Now, the issue for transvestites, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. I hope I am because I don't want to offend anybody. But the situation with transvestites, if you're, let's say, a man and feel like you're a woman, okay, in chicken today, and you're going to think I'm crazy, in chicken and a lot of meat, there are hormones, okay? Now, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. But let's just say for argument's sake that they are giving specific hormones to specific animals. Okay? Maybe they're giving more estrogen to chickens. Maybe they're giving more testosterone to cows. All right? I eat organic meat. But I'm talking about regular meat. Okay? Let's just say that. Now, what would happen if I was given, me, myself, testosterone? Guess what? I'd feel like a man. I would literally feel like a man. Okay? Because women are not We have estrogen and we have testosterone, but we have more estrogen. What if I was given hormones that gave me more testosterone and less estrogen? What would happen? I would feel like a man. So is this what's happening? Well, we never know because the people that control the situation that would monitor this stuff, the FDA and so on and so forth, these elected people, right. they're more criminal and crooked, more crooked than the crooks. At least I got, I got well, respect for the crooks because they say we're crooks. Well, it's all it's all for profit. It's like oh, high fructose corn syrup in, in food. It's in everything. But guess what? You know what high fructose corn syrup does to you? It stops your metabolism from working for 24 hours. Okay? That's why everyone's overweight. 24 hours, if you eat anything that has high, to, high fructose corn syrup in it, your metabolism will literally stop working for 24 hours. So what do you think is going to happen? You're going to gain weight because your body can't get rid of fat without building up your energy and, and you know, moving your body in the way to get rid of weight. So, um, yeah, these, these are a lot of questions that I have, um, and I think that if people would look into them or, you know, they were evaluated more. But that's the parent's job, Okay. You know, it's just like if you have a child who seems, you know, a little disturbed, you know, um, let, let's just say she's acting a little disturbed every month, you know, around the fifth of the month. You're thinking, oh, boy, she's acting a little crazy again. It's hormonal, okay? This happens. 
You know, there's certain things maybe you could talk to the doctor about, you know, maybe giving her whatever, you know, to, you know, monitor her hormones or whatever the case may be. But it's hormonal. Guess what? If you're a woman out there listening to me, you know what can happen every month, okay? You get angry. Sometimes you get mad. Sometimes you're not as bad, you know? Last month was really bad. Let's say this month, eh, you're not so bad. Maybe you're just crying a little bit. Who knows? Okay. I know I go but through it the what? first of every. I go through it the first of every you month when my bills are due. How about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. China, China, let's talk a little bit about your book. I don't mean to change the subject, but I want to get into this. No problem. Time is getting short. Tell us, tell us a little yeah. bit about your book and and what caused you to write your book. Well, um, my book is titled A Letter to God, A Letter to God. Some people just put the letter, but it's A Letter to God. Um, It's about my life, and, um, you know, I went through some trials and tribulations, um, even to this day, because guess what, that's life. But um, as a child, it's a little harder, you know, I think as human beings, we become problem solvers, you know, but when you're young and you don't have the right guidance, it's hard to solve problems, so you just kind of wing it, and when you wing it, you make a lot of mistakes, so I did, I made a lot of mistakes, and those those mistakes cost me, you know, and even though I had my faith, I believed in God, even when I was younger, you know, up until now, um, when I was younger, I'd go to church and um, I would literally cry, you know. And people would say, oh, why are you crying, you know. Well, I found out later as an adult, it's because I love God so much, you know. I just, you know, like even Easter time, it makes me so, you know, I should be happy, but I'm, 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 I'm mourning because, you know, God sent his son you know, for our sins. So I always had faith, and and it, it it doesn't make me the type of person that knows everything about God and the Bible, because I didn't, but I just knew I loved him so much. So I made all these mistakes, even so, and um, God saved me many times, and, and the book tells those stories, you know, how you know, um, he saved me. But I think everyone has a letter to God, has a story, you know. And when your letter is over, when you die, you know. But as you're living, you're writing your story, you know, not literally, but, you know, everything you do, you know, is about your story. And my question to your listeners, what do you want your story to be, you know, Do you want your story to be that you were an abusive husband? You know, do you want your story to be that you weren't the best mother that you could be? Do you want your story to be that you were lazy or, you know, um, unmotivated? What do you want your story to be? You know, I've worked since I was 12 years old, you know, um, different jobs. My mother owned a Carvel store, ice cream store, and, um, she said to me one time, I'm going to digress for a little bit just to tell this short story. And she she said to me one time, and, and I was her best worker. I washed the walls. 
that's the type of person I am. I, I put passion and hard work into everything I do. It doesn't matter. I don't care if I'm cleaning the toilet. It's just my personality. I, I try to do everything to the best of my ability. So I really worked, and she never paid me. I didn't expect pay. But one day um, I said to her, oh, you know, could I have $5 to go with my friend? All my friends are going to the movies, blah, blah, blah. And she said, what? And I said, yeah. I said, you know, all my friends are going to Could I have $5? And she said to me, you ate your $5 up. Well, guess what I did? I quit. I said, well, I no longer work for you. She said, you work for me? I said, yeah, and I'm your best worker. And I no longer work for you. And I went around the corner. I asked a lady at Dunkin' Donuts if she needed help. And she said, okay. (laughs) And my mother begged me to come back because she knew I was her best worker. And that can be said for any job I've ever had in my whole life, you know. um, But you have to give it your all. So what what do you want your story to be is my point. So I wrote my story, and I hope that it can help people, you know, because regardless of what happened, I never cursed God. It wasn't God's fault, you know, that I ended up pregnant at 14. It was me with this, you know, um, belief that I wanted to have a family. I wanted to, I wanted to have a family with a white picket fence. I wanted to bake cookies, you know, and I just never found that right person to do that with. And I read in the Bible that it was possible that people did this, you know. They started families at early ages, and they lived happily ever after, you know, as far as I thought, you know. And and that, that was my dream, to do that. And it never worked out. <laughs> but um, I made so many mistakes, you know. Um, and like I said, with those mistakes came trials and tribulations and... God helped me every single time. There was a time I was in Africa um, because I went to Africa because my sister had won a scholarship to study abroad. And um, I'm going to give you an example how God helped me. So my sister won the scholarship, and my mother sent me with her. I was 10 years old. And so my sister started to make friends, and she started to get a life. And she was leaving me alone more, and um, I was, you know, staying with her friends who she got to babysit me more. And, you know, at the time I was mad at her because, you know, how could she do this to me? She, She's basically leaving me in a country, you know, that I don't know anyone and blah, blah, blah. And I went to school there in Africa. It was Zambia, Africa. And one day I was sitting in her friend's house who she had left me with, and she had went to another part of the country. And I basically prayed to God and asked him to please let me go home. I I don't want to stay here anymore. And I cried and I prayed and I cried and I prayed and I got up. And the minute I got up, there was a knock at the door, and the police were there with the U.N., and they put me on a plane and I went home. 
because my mother was trying to find me and she couldn't find me. And so she called the police and she couldn't find my sister. And she, like I said, she called the police and, and they told her to call the UN and the UN and got involved. And basically they tracked me down and I went from that girl's house to back home. Um, there was another time um, I, you know, was a single mom and I wanted to send my sis- my son um, to my sister's house in Bermuda. My sister lived in lives in Bermuda, and um, I needed five hundred bucks. You know, I was short five hundred bucks because I wanted to give him some money and, of course, pay my bills. And I'd worked really, really hard, but they, you know, had cut hours, blah blah blah. So I was short five hundred bucks, and um, I prayed, you know, for God to help me out with that. And um, when the mailman came about a half an hour later. Um, I got a check for $500. Clinton was giving people money. So, yeah, um, that's my point. Put your faith in God, you know, and ask him to help you with things and pray to him and um, ask for redemption and um, forgiveness because if you if you want to be forgiven, you've got to forgive too. So you got to remember that. And um, God has always been there for me and, and – I always say this, I don't like to sound like a holy roller because, you know, some people could be fanatical and I'm not, but I do believe in God with all of my heart and I've known all the things that he's done for me. I'm not blind to them. The thing is that song, you know, I was blind and now I can see, you know, amazing grace, you know, it's true, you know, people have to see, you know, what's going on. You know, my daughter said to me one time, my 13 year old daughter, How do you know God is there? How do you know he's helped you? Because I know. She goes, well, how do you know? I know. I just know. It's it's something that I feel. You know, it's something that I know. He's been with me. He's helped me. He saved me. You know, I felt his hand pulled me. I've I've felt, you know, um, his Holy Ghost saved me. I felt it. I was in a car accident, you know, um, horrific one. And I didn't even get a scratch. Everyone else, the one girl lost her baby, you know, my cousin was cut badly, my sister broke her arm. It was horrific, and I didn't even get a scratch, you know, not even a scratch. So, yeah, put your faith in God, and and I, I say, you know, go from there. You know, everything else will follow, you know. So. Well, that's definitely a good start. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We have to. If we want this world to change, if we want things to change, I think that is a good start. You know, start with God, put your faith in God and and change your your you know, your habits and and you know, listen, we all know when we're doing bad. We all know when we're not doing the right thing, you know. Um there's times in my life when, you know, people say, "Oh, why'd you do it?" Because I had to do the right thing, you know, I had to. You know, um so we know when that comes upon us what we should be doing, but to we do know it, first. you know, yeah, yeah. we know first. We need God's help. Yeah. So, uh, so China, this uh, a letter to God. That's the first of a, a, a seven book series. Yes, yes, and I'm working on um, volume two, but um, I stopped uh, to write a natural um, COVID prevention book. Um, so I'm trying to get that published, and then um, as soon as I get that published, because um, I got it edited and everything, and it's fine. So um, I have it with a publisher now, 
and then I'm going to be um, finishing up uh, Volume Two. Yeah, it's um, Volume Two is really something as well. Um, I end up on the carnival, and um, I travel on the carnival for five years. So just a little teaser for your listeners to, you know, check out Volume One because you'll be interested to know what happens in in the other volumes, especially Volume Two. So um, the volumes will continue. I say seven, but they're going to continue because I've had you know, some amazing things happened to me, you know, all throughout my life, you know, nothing, I, I won't say nothing has changed, everything has changed, you know, because I'm making better choices, um, I'm a licensed massage therapist, I'm a real estate investor, you know, used to be, I retired of all those things, but now I'm just a disciple, you know, I go around preaching the word of God, and, you know, trying to just give my opinion on, you know, what people can do to change their lives because it's hard. You know, if you don't have any answers, you know, um, I'm a licensed massage therapist, and I know all about the muscles. I know all about the body. Now the average person doesn't know that stuff, you know. So if they can give, be given some information on how to help themselves, I'm, I'm, I'll scream it from the rooftops, you know, help yourself by first giving your life over to God, and then everything else will follow. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Well, China, we allowed down the last couple of minutes. Tell everybody where they can reach you, get in touch with you, get in touch with your books and all that good stuff. Yes. Okay. Um, also, um, they can get in touch with me on LinkedIn, and um, I am under um, – China, just China. That's on LinkedIn, and my um, website is inspirational-published-author.com. So they can find me there. They can ask me questions, um, whatever they want to do. They can listen to podcasts um, and radio shows and talk shows, and um, I've even been. Um, on a church, you know, at a church and speaking, you know, at a church as well. So, you know, I'm trying to do more of that, you know. But, uh, listen, God is um, driving my life, so who knows, you know, what tomorrow will bring. I'm also uh, trying to get my script, you know, um, noticed so I can um, get that made. I'd like to get my life story made. Um, I have a lot of uh, dreams and hopes and, you know, so that I can – become more visual and I hate to say it but I, I want to become famous so I can help more people you know um, do better in life and um, work towards being um, better people you know because right. we all have to do it we all have to do what I'm talking about you know we all have to spread the word and tell people you know where they're going wrong you know like the like your, your um, caller said not with telling people how bad they are or, you know, the mistakes they've made, just pointing things out, you know, so um, it can, they can help themselves. Absolutely. Well, China, we definitely appreciate you taking time out of your busy, busy schedule to come through and, and chat with us, and I'm sure our listeners are going to find it uh, inspirational. And for those that joined the show late, It'll be available in a couple of minutes uh, worldwide. And, you know, I say this to you guys every week. If you have problems finding the show, 
you know, ask your neighbor across the street, tell him to ask his wife or ask the guy at the grocery store on the corner at the gas station or the milkman. So somebody will be able to tell you where to hear this show at so you don't have no excuse not to hear it. It's available on all the platforms. And then if you still have a problem, you can also hit up World Movement. Uh, China, you've been great. We appreciate you. We appreciate the work that you're doing out there and keep on touching people and help change their lives. Thank you so much. And, again, I really appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. Oh, it's definitely been our pleasure. And uh, the door is always open to you. Feel free to come back. And um, Definitely. I say, <laughs> we know a great publishing company, too, so I'm going to throw that one out there to you as well. So, okay. Um, I'll hit you up. Okay. All right. You do. Yeah, you do that. You do that. So you be safe out there and be careful and take care. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Everyone, China Myers, like I said, you can get a show everywhere, everywhere, and we will be back next week, same time. You know what it is. All right. Be safe. I'm getting to the point now when I get to church. I want to ask somebody, did you mess up for you got saved? So they can say yes. I say, you're the one I want to sit with. Because I know you're going to praise the Lord. I don't want to sit with no dude with a good shoesy who feels like I don't need to lift him up tonight. Well, why you sitting there like you're dead or something? You got your praise on too. You ought to be jumping, jumping, shouting and running in. On your feet for the second come in. Miss me with that attitude. Sweet. You want me to be cool, but I ain't because I can't. Because it's the only way what he's done for me. The things I used to do, how I used to be. I can't lie. I got to testify. I was blind. He opened up my eyes. I know you think I'm fine now, but there was a time. If it hadn't been for God, you'd have lost your mind. Get with this. I don't miss or resist.